Alright, alright, okay, okay, what's up everybody, it's LJ Talks Facts, we're here, you can spit some facts, like always, of course, hope you guys are doing great on this Saturday morning, I'm doing pretty good myself, you know, getting ready for Revolution tomorrow, but this is my WWE Friday Night Smackdown review, and I thought it was okay, to be honest, Smackdown, I thought it was okay, you know, I thought I could really say, you know, I was happy with the ending, of course, you know, we'll see what happens, obviously with Fastlane coming up, and that's coming up pretty quick. So we'll see what happens, but let's jump right into it. So the show kicked off with Michael Cole interviewing Daniel Bryan. And Cole says Daniel Bryan was originally scheduled to team up with Edge to face Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. I believe it's at Fastlane. Daniel says he was never even asked if he wanted to team up with Edge. And WWE management assumed he would just roll with the punches. You know, Daniel Bryan says he gets it. Everyone wants the Attitude Era versus the Thunderdome Era. I don't really think anybody wants that. But wants to be one of the, but you know, he wants to be the one to take the universal title off of Roman. Daniel says for that for the last year, he puts other talents in front of himself. And Daniel says for the last three weeks, he's wrestled more than Edge or Roman put together. That is true. And Daniel says he should be in the main event of WrestleMania, not Edge or Roman Reigns. So a lot of people thought Daniel Bryan was turning heel with this promo, but yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, he was going after Edge, but he was also going after Roman. So he's not a heel. He's just frustrated. And Daniel Bryan's kind of right. But he's not right about Edge. You know, Edge just had the comeback story. Edge has earned his spot. You know. And Edge at least has wrestled one match since, you know, the Royal Rumble. He had the match with Randy Orton on Raw. And he did pretty good. It was a huge test for him. Like, okay, you won the Rumble. You were in there for almost an hour. Now you're going to have a 30-minute match on Raw. How are you going to, like, how are you going to do? And it worked out pretty well for him. It worked out pretty well. I could say that. And then, you know, our tribal chief, the WWE Universal Champion, the head of the table, Roman Reigns, comes out. Interrupted Daniel Bryan. Roman told Daniel he's a little guy. He's not ambitious like him. Daniel needs WWE, but Roman does not need WWE because everyone needs Roman Reigns. And Roman told Daniel to acknowledge him, and he didn't acknowledge him. And Jey Uso told Daniel Bryan that his road to WrestleMania ends tonight in the steel cage, and Daniel took out Jay. You see, okay, yeah, at first I was thinking to myself, okay, it's a different kind of promo starting the show. It's somebody else now starting the show. It's Daniel Bryan. It's not Roman Reigns, but then Roman Reigns comes out. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like, it's a 20-minute to almost 30-minute promo to start the show. That's how you turn people away. I'm just saying. Just start with a match. I'm not saying start with the Steel Cage match. That's the main event. That's main event worthy. But just start with a match. Just do that right there. Start off with a match to get the show... You know, pop in, get started. Imagine imagine if you started a pay-per-view with a promo, like a 20-minute promo. You, people would turn it off. They would. They wouldn't care. They don't want to see that to start the show. You could throw it, like, in the middle of the show. That's fine. People want to see some... People want to see exciting action to start off a show. That's what you want to do. That's how you get the people invested. But whatever, but now we get to our first match of the night. The Street Profits were originally scheduled to face Sami Zayn and King Corbin. Yawn. But Corbin refused to team up with Sami again. Instead, it'll be two singles matches. King Corbin versus Montez Ford. And then Angela Dawkins versus Sami Zayn. To myself, I'm thinking, why didn't they just do Dawkins and Corbin? They're a little bit bigger in size. And Ford and Sami Zayn have, you know, basically the same you know, athletic abilities. So why not do that right there? It didn't make any sense. And this match with Corbin Ford, it was whatever, you know, King Corbin gets the win, and I'm like, 
really? Like, we're going to keep... It's just, again... Again, listen. I like King Corbin. I've always had love for King Corbin ever since he was in NXT. And he came up to the main roster. And he got a little nice push, you know. Where he was going after the WWE title. And he won the money in the bank. But then his, you know, his own ego got in his way backstage. And on social media, you know. That wasn't just him being the heel. He just got too in over his head. And he could have been WWE champion, but no. You know, so... I've always been a fan of Corbin, but please, just end the King Corbin gimmick. The, the, the fucking... No King in the Ring gimmick has lasted this long. Like, seriously. Maybe maybe William Regal's lasted a little while. Actually, I don't even think that lasted that long. You can tell, but what about Jerry the King Law? But that's his gimmick. That's always been his gimmick. That's... Come on, seriously? So we're going to call Baron the King Corbin. He's going to be on commentary in a few years. He's going to be like Jerry the King Lawler. No. Just no, please. <sighs> I wish they would just end the gimmick with a match or whatever. I was kind of surprised that Ford lost. Because then Angel Dawkins faced Sami Zayn. And they had, you know, a pretty decent match. And Angel Dawkins beat Sami Zayn. So I'm like, so maybe they're trying to like do this now. Maybe they're trying to show that Montez Ford... Is the weak link in the Street Profits? Maybe they're going to break up pretty soon. You know, because how come he didn't beat Corbin? How come Dawkins beat Sami Zayn? When you think of it. So maybe they're trying to show that Ford's the weak link. And something's going to happen between him and Dawkins in the future. That's all tag All great tag teams have, you know, broken up. Nobody's safe from it. All great tag teams have broken up. It just happens. It is what it is. Nobody's safe from it. It's just the truth. No tag team is safe from it at all. But we'll see how it all turns out, though. We'll have to wait and see. Okay, and then we saw Carmella and Reginald, you know, talking backstage. And Carmella told him he's fired and slaps drink out of his hands. So now this whole thing with Carmella and Reginald didn't even last that long. What was this, like, November? November, December within that time to now? It didn't even last that long. So now their whole partnership is done. See, like, right here, you know, this whole thing with Carmella, excuse me for a second, I was just taking a sip of my coffee, but this whole thing with Carmella, now officially hasn't worked out. You know, I was invested in her new gimmick. You know, she's, like I said, she has improved a lot inside the ring, you know, because the first couple years in the WWE, just being honest, she wasn't that great. Even when she was SmackDown Women's Champion, she put on a good match here and there, but she was just, eh, in my opinion. But she's really improved in the ring. I like her new gimmick, to be honest. It's pretty cool. You know, she's actually, you know, not that Staten Island, you know, gimmick, which was, you know, got tired after a while. But now this whole thing with her and Reginald's done. I'm like, you know, like, why? Just why? And I feel bad, you know, even though the things I said about Reginald, like that he's a goof and a joke or whatever. I do feel bad for him, though, that he's in this stupid storyline, to be honest. It really does suck, you know. It's, it's, it is what it is. And here's something, you know, I want to mention, though. We also know at Fastlane, it's going to be Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions versus the SmackDown Women's Champion, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Again. Like, this is a rematch from the Elimination Chamber. Like, that is not the way to build up Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. By having them team up with each other is not a build to WrestleMania. 
because we know these two women right here are going to main event probably the first night of WrestleMania 37. This is not the way to build them up right here. It's not. Maybe Sasha finally turns heel again at Fastlane, you could say. That's fine. And maybe she beats the hell out of Bianca, and then Bianca gets all fired up the next SmackDown and really beats down Sasha, you know, and we see a nice brawl. But just why, though? It's just like, seriously, why are we getting, like, a rematch for? They didn't... I, I really don't know. It's just, it's stupid in my opinion. It really is. But I was happy for Dominic Mysterio. Face Chad Gable. They had a, you know, pretty good match. And Dominic Mysterio got the win. So I was pretty happy for him. I know I sound like so, like, bored talking about it. Because I kind of am. I'm getting really tired. In my opinion, I know you could say, oh, but nobody's forcing you to review this. I know, but I still want to do it. Because I still love WWE. I, I still love WWE. You know, obviously not McMahon, but I love the wrestlers, obviously. But he gets so bored talking about the fucking same shit that they do on the show. It gets an, It's annoying. I know I'm an AEW mark. I know I'm a fucking fanboy. I know I'm a WWE hater, well, which I'm not. I'm a Vince McMahon hater. That's two different things for obvious reasons. But it's just the stupid storylines. It's just, you know, I get, like, bored of talking about it. But I try my best to stay enthusiastic until I had some coffee so I could wake up and do this. But... I was happy for Dominic Mysterio, though. Him and Chad Gable put on a good match. And I was happy for Dominic. You know, I feel bad. I just do feel bad for Chad Gable. He's in this, you know, stupid thing with Otis, you know, because Otis is a joke and he's not going to be ever anything in this company. He's not money at all. You know, to be honest, when he won, when he won the money in the bank, do you think that got ratings up? Do you think that really put the ratings up right there? It did not. It turned people away. They're like, really? Like, no proper build-up to him winning the Money in the Bank. There was no proper build-up at all. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a joke, but still. Just thank God they didn't make him WWE Champion. Holy shit. I would have been so pissed. I would have been so pissed. Oh, my God. Imagine that, though. That would have been fucking disgusting. I would have legit fucking been so mad. But like I said, Dominic, you know, and he's got a lot, he's got a bright future, obviously. We know that for a fact, you know. He's gonna be a future world champion. We already know that. We already know that. He's gonna be he's gonna be a future world champion. He just has to be. He just has to be. There's no doubt in my mind. You know, he's good. You know, he hasn't really talked as much recently, and I like that. Well, I like to hear him talk a little bit more. I still want to see him separate from his father, Ray, in the future, like he turns heel on him. So maybe they do this then. Maybe they do this. How about this? How about for WrestleMania, we do a fatal four-way tag team match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team titles. So Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, the SmackDown Tag Team champions, obviously, but they've barely been on the show recently, which is, you know, pretty stupid. So you do them, the Street Profits, Angel Dawkins and Montez Ford, Alpha Academy, Otis and Chad Gable, and Dominic Mysterio and Rey Mysterio. And you give Dominic and Rey... The WWE SmackDown Tag Team Titles. Everybody's been wanting it to happen. I've wanted to see, you know, Ray versus Dominic at WrestleMania, you know, one-on-one. But we could do that right there. You can give Ray and Dominic the Tag Team Titles, SmackDown Tag Team Titles. They could hold it for a little while, maybe like two months. They lose, and Dominic gets very frustrated, you know, when they lose. But they get their rematch, and that's when Dominic officially turns heel. And it builds up to Dominic versus Ray. 
father versus son at SummerSlam. Because a lot of things have happened for Dominic at SummerSlam. For Do- you can say Dominic and Ray in general. 2005 at SummerSlam, Rey Mysterio and the late Eddie Guerrero had a, a ladder match, the Custody of Dominic match. The Custody of Dominic ladder match. That was a crazy storyline back then. Jesus. That storyline was insane back then. Holy shit. It's actually a shame that Eddie never won any of the matches in that feud. He never won. He never won at all. I think they, they wrestled at WrestleMania like, just, for, just like for fun, and Ray won. They faced off a Judgment Day, and Ray won. There was the Great American Bash, and Ray won. That SummerSlam, Ray won. So Eddie didn't get any wins on paper, which did suck, but it is what it is. And, you know, for Dominic, he made his official debut at SummerSlam last year. So, there you go. So, Summer, SummerSlam means a lot to Dominic and Ray. And maybe that's where Dominic will win his first ever championship. Maybe even the world title. Now, that would be even more special. But just imagine if that happens. It probably will. I could see it happening. I think it's in their plans. I believe that it is. Just trying to do a nice build-up right here. That's all I'm trying to do. But we'll see. But now we saw this backstage. We saw Seth Rollins says Cesaro wanted to embarrass him last week, and he won't ever forget that. And guess who made their return? The returning Murphy. Buddy Murphy. After being off TV for the last few months, he is finally back. But now he's back to his old gimmick. We didn't see Aaliyah Mysterio at all, so that's just done. And Murphy tried to align himself with Seth. He told Rollins he thinks he can help him with the Cesaro situation. And Rollins said, get out of my sight. You know, see, this is, I know it's probably nothing, but this really frustrates me. You have Murphy off TV for months. For months. The last time we saw him, I think, was November. Like, early November. When he beat... Like, didn't he beat... Yeah, he beat... No, not early November. It was late November when he beat Seth Rollins on SmackDown. That's the last time we saw him. It was the Go Home Show Survivor Series. And they should have given Murphy's spot to Seth Rollins in that match. Seth Rollins shouldn't have got a broke kick as a sacrifice and that was it. Like, no. It should have been, you know... For the spot, it should be for Seth Rollins' spot. That's what it should have been for. And now Murphy, like, now he wants to align himself with Seth again. It's like, really? Such lazy, lazy, lazy writing. That is bad. That's such lazy writing right there. That is terrible. You bring him back for after all these months, and you do this. So stupid. You want let Murphy go, please. Just let him go. If you're not going to use him correctly, same with Andrade and same with Alistair Black and same with Humberto Carrillo, Angel Garza. Let all these other young talent go. If you're not going to use them correctly, there's no point keeping them. These guys are the future of your company. And some people may laugh at Humberto, but it's true that Humberto Carrillo was great on 205 Live and they completely shit on him. You know... People just didn't really give him a chance, but they've absolutely shit on him, which is a shame. And you're Alistair Black, you know, we haven't seen him in so long. We haven't seen him since, like, the summer, I believe. You know, and Angel Garza has been used like a joke. And don't even get me started on Andrade and all the talent that he has, and they haven't used him at his full potential. And now with Murphy, it's like, come on now. Just let them go. Just let them go and let them be free and wrestle wherever they want. 
and they can have some success. You know what I mean? You know, you have the young talent right here in this company and you're wasting it. They would rather use part-timers like Goldberg than rather use Murphy or Garza or Carrillo or Alistair Black for a championship, a world championship match. That's what they'd rather do. And it's a shame. This is why a lot of people get turned away by WWE because you know what? They don't want to see old part-timers taking the spotlight. And people are going to, the people are going to say this to me. People are going to say this to me. Oh, wait, wait, wait. But Sting's in AEW. Here's the thing. Sting's not competing for the world title or the TNT title. He's, he's there to help Darby Allen. He's elevating Darby Allen. Ricky Starks in that feud, he, you know, okay, it, it sucks for him. Because, you know, we know what's probably going to happen. Revolution, probably Sting and Darby Allen are going to win. It's going to hurt for Starks. But Starks is going to be great. Starks is going to be a great talent, you know. He, he just is. And Brian Cage, he's already established as a star. So it doesn't really hurt him that much either. It really doesn't. You know, it is what it is. But he's there to elevate Darby Allen and help him. So I'm just, I'm just saying, for those who know, you got to use your brain. Because some of you really don't. Some of you are brain dead. But that is what it is. That's not my problem. You should go get that checked out. That's not my problem. That's all I'm saying. You know, you got to open up your eyes first before you, know, before you spew bullshit. That's all I'm saying. <sighs> but now we get to the next match. Bianca Belair faced off against Shayna Baszler. It's a nice rematch down from NXT. I saw a couple of those matches down in NXT. And I really thought Bianca was going to beat Shayna that one time. I think it was, uh, which takeover was it? Was it in 2019 or 2018? I believe it was like 2019 they faced off. I believe it was. But they put on a really good match. And I thought Bianca was going to win. And the crowd really wasn't on Bianca's side. They were calling her overrated. Because, you know, Shayna was saying that, like, in that feud, she was calling her overrated. And I remember when Bianca, when, when she would clap and she said, I'm undefeated. And Shayna clapped, you're overrated. That was, that was pretty funny. But, um, yeah, the crowd, like, turned against her. I was like, wow, they really turned against Bianca. Holy shit. I was like, wow. But now the crowd, obviously, they're back on her side. You know, I mean, obviously she hasn't been in front of a crowd on the main roster yet, which is a shame. But we all know the people love Bianca, which is great. Thank fucking God. Match with Shayna was, you know, was good. She got the win over. She got revenge on Shayna. And after the match, you know, Bianca tells Sasha Banks that Reginald is her problem to fix it. And then Sasha slapped Reginald. I'm like, they're really going to keep doing this. They're really just going to keep doing this. Just end this. Just end this stupid thing with Reginald while you can. Let him... You know, let him become a wrestler on the main roster, you know, or put him in NXT. And let him do something down there with a new gimmick and see how it works out. Because this ain't it. This ain't it. It's a waste of time. It really is. It's seriously a waste of time. But now next match. Cesaro versus Murphy. And I'm not trying to knock Cesaro at all. I fucking love Cesaro. I can't wait to see him versus Seth. At WrestleMania, it's going to be a great match. Might be the match of the night, whichever WrestleMania it's going to be at. It seriously could be. <laughs> Imagine that as the main event. That'd be crazy. But him and Murphy, don't mind that. It's just a phone ring. I don't mind that. I'm in my living room, so just don't just ignore that. But Cesaro and Murphy, they put on a really good match, in my opinion. They seriously did. You know, Cesaro has been getting a nice push, obviously, you know, recently, which has been great. 
And I'm happy for the guy because he deserves this nice push. He's looked, you know, really good. He's looked really good recently. You know, I really thought he should have won the Elimination Chamber, got the chance at Roman, but, you know, obviously he would have lost, but it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, he put on a great match with Murphy, but he, and then he, you know, he beat Murphy. Here's the thing, it just bothers me because, you know, Murphy was off TV for so long. They did this whole stupid storyline with him, Seth, and the Mysterios. Now he's no longer with Aaliyah, for right now as we know, because she wasn't there on SmackDown. So maybe she's training to become a wrestler, because obviously they wouldn't have put her on TV if she wasn't going to be trained to become a wrestler. That's just how I feel. You know, because they had Dominic on TV for a while. I mean, obviously, you know, he was training. They had his first match at SummerSlam last year, so maybe Aaliyah makes her debut sometime this year, maybe next year. Maybe that happens. We don't know. Maybe she won't be a wrestler. Who knows? But still, you did a stupid storyline for about six months, basically. You know, the whole thing with Murphy turning him back to a baby, you know, turning him into a baby face and aligning himself with the Mysterios and being with Aaliyah, beating Seth Rollins on the go-home show to Survivor Series on SmackDown, and then keeping him off TV for months, and now you bring him back, and what, now he's a heel with no explanation? It makes no sense, you know? It really, really, really doesn't make any sense. It's it's a damn shame. Like I said, I'm not knocking Cesaro at all. You know, he got the win over Murphy. I'm not, you know, it is what it is. I'm not saying Murphy should have beat Cesaro. And obviously, that wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't make sense. And it would hurt Cesaro going into WrestleMania. We don't want that. But, like I said, if you're not going to use Murphy correctly, let him go. That's what you do after so many months. It's like, it's so typical. It is so typical of WWE. It just is. It just is. It's so typical. I mean, I know not everybody could be WWE champion. I know that for a fact. But still, Murphy's a great young talent. He is a great talent in this company. And you're wasting him. It really does not make any sense. It really doesn't. (sighs) Backstage, we saw Reginald has his bags packed. And he knocked on Sasha Banks' locker room. And she screams... No at him, you know, because he wanted to talk. And then Nia and Jax and Shayna Baszler run to Reginald backstage. And Shayna says she's thirsty and wants to fight him. But then Nia tells Shayna to chill and says that Reginald is cute. Are they really going to do... Sh- are they really going to do Nia, Jax, and Enzo Amore 2.0 over here? Because remember when they did the whole thing with Nia, Jax, and Enzo? Back in, like, it was, like, late 2017. But then, you know, Enzo obviously got fired and... You know, January 2018, due to the whole, it was like a sexual assault allegation towards him, but it was actually false. They turned out, it turned out to be false. And I felt bad for Enzo, to be honest, because he was having a pretty good run as Cruiserweight Champion, even though Enzo was, he was a loudmouth backstage. He really was. He wasn't just, you know, playing at a, you know, a gimmick. They said he was like an actual loudmouth backstage. Like he really was. I mean, even him and Corey Graves had problems, like legit. They legit had heat. And you could even sense that when they had the interview that one time, and like before Enzo even got fired. Yeah, you could just tell Enzo was. <laughs> I mean, I would like to see him. And then, yeah, then obviously, you know, he went to SummerSlam. Not, Summer, not SummerSlam, excuse me, Survivor Series in 2018, and he got kicked out. That was crazy. That was. I still can't believe that happened. But yeah. Are they really going to do this now? Oh my god, like now what they're trying to get 
Reginald on their side. I, I really feel bad for this guy. I'm sorry for, you know, going after him and saying, you know, his gimmick is stupid. And I feel bad for him. It's like, you know, this guy, he he does move pretty good. When he had that, you know, intergender match with Sasha, he moves pretty good. So imagine him in an actual match, not an intergender match where, you know, he can't hit Sasha, obviously. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it, it's really stupid. It's really, really stupid. It seriously is. It's a stupid storyline. <laughs> it's a stupid idea from bad creative. It really is. I always think to myself, who is writing this shit with WWE? Like, who is writing this? Like, it's all Vince McMahon's yes men that are probably writing it. Yes women that are writing it. You never know who's writing it. Yes people, we should say. It's like, it's insane. Just, can we do one good storyline? Yeah, there are some... I could say, you know, Randy Orton and The Fiend is a good storyline. You know, it hasn't really got played out because Alexa Bliss has been really carrying that storyline, which is great. But other, other storylines are just like, oh my God, can you just end it already? Like, look how long it took to end the Mysterio and Rollins, like, storyline. And we could say Murphy, too, because he was in that as well. It took so long to end that. <sighs> but now, we saw Apollo Crews come into the ring with some soldiers. So he introduces his new protective force that's been used for his family for generations. And Apollo says he knows that Big E is returning next week on SmackDown and he challenged him to a rematch for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. I gotta say this though, I love Apollo's new gimmick. I know some people, I know some people don't like his new gimmick. And that's fine. You know, because Zach accent obviously it's fake, you know, he's doing a reverse Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston came into the company with a fake Jamaican accent, and then eventually he just talked normal. And Apollo, obviously he's talked normal since he's been in WWE, but now he has a fake Nigerian accent. It's like, okay, fine. But still, I think it's, you know, I think it's cool. He's got a new protective force that's been used for his family for generations. So it's a cool storyline. See, this storyline I like. You know, I was getting tired of Apollo when he kept, you know, challenging Big E, but we knew it was gonna lead to a heel turn. You know, is this the heel turn that I kind of expected? Like, kind of gimmick I expected for Apollo? No. I didn't expect that at all. But let's see if it works out right here. Like, like this is like... I don't want to say this is it for Apollo right here. It's kind of like almost like Alistair Black's heel turn. And look how that worked out for him. I said this is like his one last chance that he's going to get right here, Alistair. This is his one last chance. And it didn't work. It didn't work at all. So hopefully, hopefully this works for Apollo. I mean, at least other than other than Alistair, you know, Apollo has a championship on the main roster. So it's not really a last chance, but it's like, okay, now he's a heel. Is it actually going to work? Because they've been building it up for a while. So does it actually work? I mean, you're giving him a fake accent. It's like, okay, fine. But we'll see how it works out. He cut a really good promo last week. Cut a good promo on this SmackDown. And I'm interested to see how it goes. You know, some people seem to like it. Some people, not really. But they think, like, his sword looks all like... It looks like it was made out of tinfoil. But, you know, I'm going to give it a chance, obviously. I'm not going to, like, you know, rip rip him apart. He didn't do anything yet. He's cut good promos, and he's a great athlete. Does he actually win the Intercontinental title, though, next week? So now it almost seems like it almost seems like you have to give him the Intercontinental title. 
Because if he doesn't win, then what's the point of this new gimmick? Now you're just going to bury him. That's what I'm saying. It's almost like one chance at a heel turn right here. If he loses next week against Big E for the Intercontinental, for the Intercontinental title, then why did they do that for him? It made no sense. Because now he's hot right now. He's, you know, he's white hot as a heel. He's getting heat. It's, you know, a perfect chance to give him the title. Because if you keep putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and putting it off, people are just going to get tired of it. They're not going to be invested. People are invested now. You know, would it be fair to see Big E losing a Continental title, you know, three months into his title reign? Well, no. But you see Apollo is hot right now, and he's getting heat. It's a perfect opportunity. Uh, maybe save it for WrestleMania. That would have been, you know, the long-term plan. Do I think Apollo's going to win next week? I mean, right now I'm going to say no. Because I actually don't think he's going to. I don't think WWE's going to do that. I'd be very surprised. I would actually like to see Apollo win. I wouldn't mind it. I'd be very happy for him. But I just don't think they're going to do it. For right now, I'm going to say no. But we'll see. <sighs> but then we saw... But then we saw Bailey come out... And she was doing the whole ding-dong hello show. She reads, you know, sweet tweets, but the last one isn't sweet. And she got mad and left. I'm not going to talk about it because I don't really give a shit. It's just like, her whole show, here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. WWE thought, let's make this show because they saw, I'm sure they probably saw Britt Baker's show on Dynamite that one episode on New Year's Smash Night 2. And they probably thought, oh, we could give Bailey her own show. Because, you know, Britt Baker wants to call herself a role model. Bailey's the real role model. You know, but do people really not see that? It's like, it's the fucking same thing, basically. It's like, but AEW did it first, and people talk about AEW stealing ideas. Like, just stop. Please. Enough with this shit. It almost seems like, it almost seems like for Bailey now, like, what are they really doing with her? Just like, what are they doing? Seriously. Nah, this is a joke. This is getting stupid. It's pure cringe. But now the main event, you know, Daniel Bryan versus Jey Uso. If Daniel Bryan wins, he gets a shot at Roman Reigns for the WWE Universal Championship. And they put on a really good match, you know, him and um, him and Jay, Daniel and Jay. And it was a really good match. It was a really good match, you know. They've always put on good matches, Daniel and Jay, except like last week. They really didn't put on a great match. You know... But I thought this match was good. It was a great steel cage match. You know, it's for you know we've seen a couple steel cage matches recently on SmackDown. You know, with Roman and Kevin Owens back on Christmas, and now fast forward three months later, Daniel Bryan and Jey Uso. They put on a really good match. Didn't see Roman at all getting involved. I was actually happy he didn't. You know, he let the match went on as it was, and Daniel Bryan got the win. So at Fastlane in a couple weeks, it'll be Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns. For the WWE Universal Championship. I'm like, okay, here we go now. And they're running it back from six years ago. At Fastlane 2015, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns had a great match. You know, but the winner would face Brock Lesnar for the WWE title WrestleMania. I think it's great they actually had Roman win. I know a lot of people were pissed about it. But again, like I mentioned, just imagine though if you would have had Daniel Bryan was coming off a neck injury facing Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. That would not have worked out well. That would have been bad. That would have been a disaster. They saved Daniel Bryan from that. Imagine taking suplex after suplex after suplex after suplex with a bad neck. It wouldn't have worked out. 
it just wouldn't have worked out. It would have been a disaster. It really would have been. But, you know, it was a great match here in the main event, and I can't wait to see Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns at Fastlane. It's like six years in the making right here. I mean, I could say it's obvious. We know Daniel Bryan's not going to win. They're not going to give him the title. He's not going to be a transitional champion. They won't do that with him. Because, I mean, I've always, I mean, I kind of have been advocating for Daniel Bryan versus, um, versus Edge. Because, you know, it's like comeback story versus comeback story. But I don't, th- I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. You know, because I thought maybe they were going to do Daniel versus Roman at the Royal Rumble. And maybe they would give Daniel the title then. But it's too late to do it. It wouldn't make any sense. Because now it's just too late. You know, because you... you because then you would be putting it off and putting it off. They just do it now. They're not going to do it. They won't. It just doesn't make any sense to do it now. It really doesn't. I'm just kind of like, eh, just don't do it. Just don't do it. It, make, it makes no sense. But like I said, SmackDown was okay. You know, we had some pretty cool parts in the show. Like I said, I'm really invested in Apollo's new gimmick. We'll see if he wins the Intercontinental title next week against Big E. Like I said, I wouldn't mind it. I'd be very happy for him. You know, we'll just see if they do. I don't believe they're going to do it, but we'll see. You know, I'm sure they're going to build more into Dominic and Ray going after the SmackDown Tag Team titles pretty soon. I don't know what the hell they're going to do with Murphy next week now. Maybe he's going to again try to align, align himself with Seth. It's just like, come on. And like, seriously, that's what just really pisses me off. But I'm happy for Daniel. It's going to be... It's going to be a great match at Fastlane, you know, a rematch from six years ago. They're going to tear the house down, and it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Can't wait to see it. Just hopefully we don't get Daniel Bryan versus Jey Uso forever now, for a while, for a good while, because they've been facing off each other in the main events for a while. You don't need to do it anymore now going into Fastlane. Just please just don't, because, you know, change up the main events a little bit. Just please, just do Big E versus Apollo in the main event next week. Just do that, please, okay? Just do us a favor. But all right, guys. I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. This is my WWE Friday Night SmackDown review. I'm thinking, like, when I'm going to do my Revolution predictions, I might do it later on this afternoon. I might do it later on this afternoon, or I might do it sometime tomorrow. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow morning, you know, because I'm going to be watching pay-per-view. It's going to be great. So if it doesn't come out, if it doesn't come out this afternoon, it'll be out tomorrow morning. But all right, guys, and I know I said I'm going to talk about the Nets and the Islanders pretty soon, like my thoughts on their season so far. Like definitely before the Nets come back from the All-Star break, I'll talk about both of both my teams, my Nets and my Islanders. But all right, guys, hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. Hopefully I'll talk to you guys later on. If not, then I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hope you guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, guys, talk to you then.